0: so we have been on a journey looking through that theme dear to follow Christ and i will be bringing my message still on that topic dear to follow Christ but the way it's going to come Will be like a self appraisal. In every organization, annually at least, there must be an appraisal where your supervisor will judge what you have done against the standard set at the beginning of the year. This time around, We want to appraise ourselves against the standard, which is God's words. Jesus gave a parable of ten virgins, five being wise because they add extra oil, and five being described as foolish because their oil started to go down. And none to replace it. And that is why First Corinthians 10-12 says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Dare to follow. It will be each and every one of us looking ourselves straight in the mirror. And Align Holy Spirit to run through to see where we stand. The Bible makes us to understand that two groups of people followed Jesus when he was here on earth. The first group being the crowd, the second group being his disciples. So, at the end, I will want you to judge yourself. Do I belong to the crowd? Or am I Jesus' disciple? The Office of National Statistics released good figures, some figures, a few months ago. They said that of the people living in Britain, 43% 43% of them can describe themselves as Christians. And the further narrowed it down, how many of these 43% go to church at least once a month? You know what the figure is? 4%. So we ask so many people in the church. the question therefore is are you in the crowd or you are a disciple this therefore leads me to the question who is Christ's disciple who is a follower of Christ are you a follower of Christ by virtue of your name maybe you be a Sarah Samuel, John, Paul Abraham? I'm sure you will say no. Are you a disciple of Christ by virtue of the fact that you were born in a Christian home? Or you are from a Christian nation, in court? I'm sure you will say no. Are you a disciple of Christ before because you believe in God is that enough no because James 2:19 says even the demons believe in God so that is not enough who then is a follower of Christ Jesus himself answered it From Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, I'm reading from the King James Version, by the way, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Just number one, deny yourself. Number two, take up your cross daily. Number three, follow me. It's not two over three. It is not one over three. It is all or none. So it's a very hard one. It's not something you say two over three. Oh, I'm always there, I'm almost there. No. It's either. You are or you are not. The word disciple was coined out from the word discipline. So, a disciple of Christ is a disciplined follower of Christ, someone who has accepted Jesus' leadership. So let's let's look at the first word. Deny yourself. To deny is to disown. When Peter denied Jesus Christ, oh, this is one of the disciples said, no, me, no. I never even heard of that word. But when he said deny yourself, what is he saying there? He said deny your flesh. Deny your flesh. Romans 8 6 tells us the mind governed by the flesh is death, and the mind governed by the spirit is life. How then do you deny yourself? Let's first of all look at all advertisements we see, either the radio or, or the TV sets. They appeal to us, to ourselves. They can tell you if you wear this perfume, in fact, you are on top of the world. They will tell you if you wear this dress, just go to an interview. You are successful. They try to appeal to you. But Jesus is saying something else. You've got to deny those things that appeal to you. And what he is talking about is those things that the flesh will make you to commit, that will make you to go against God's will. More often than not, we talk of sins of commission. Just the same way Apostle Paul mentioned, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I should not do, I do. We talk about the sins of commission. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not do this. Yes. But at times we do forget the sins of omission. So, as disciples of Christ, when we look at commission, let us also look at omission. What about where you suppose to speak against injustice that you have kept quiet? What about where you ought to pray but you decide to not now? What about this that has taken much of our time? All the various apps. When you want to read the Bible, that's when the notification will become. Pam, pam, pam. Twitter coming, TikTok, and the rest. You are reading the Bible at the same time you are checking TikTok. You are reading the Bible at the same time you are checking Facebook. What does it take to be a disciple of Christ. I'm going to say some of the things some of some of the things you may not agree with me. But as the spirit has led in my heart, I will say it. The service in this church starts at 10:30, isn't it? Yes or no? But at 10:30, about 50 to 60% are in the church. The church will only get full when it's about quarter to 11-11. And we say we are disciples of Christ. You may have good reasons to be late. Before you nail me to the cross, okay, just answer this question. If you will answer yes to it, then. If you were to attend a court sitting which starts at 10.30, will you be going in at 10.45? Answer me, please. Why? Contempt of God. You don't want to go to jail, isn't it? If King Charles were to honor you and you are asked to be there, guests to be seated at 9.30, will you be going in at 10.30? Will you? So if you didn't answer yes to any of the two questions, then don't nail me. Because when we say we come here to worship God, we come here to worship the almighty that the Bible says in Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the scribble is under work. Day on today, speak it, and night unto night, religious is wisdom. Following Christ is not an easy job. But you know what pains me is that we do it, our children are seeing us. They know we will take them to school on time. They know we will take them to the examination on time. But on Sunday, they know we just need to relax. What are we telling them? Things of God don't matter. So you can see how we are even leading our children. You may not like me. Remember, I'm still a baby pastor. (laughs) But that's the truth. Deny yourself. Those things I ought to do have left undone. And the Spirit of God keeps telling you, you can do this. Those things you do not need to do, but you have done. The second one he says, take off that cross daily. Cross is, not, cross is not synonymous with enjoyment, is it? In school, we were treating missions, and uh, the, 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 one of the, the teachers said, okay, students, including myself, I will participate in these exams. So when I say, I will give you a question, when you say yes, if you think the answer is yes, remain standing. If you think the answer is no, sit down. So it got to the question and he says, do we all want Abraham's blessing? We all stood up, isn't it? And then the next question, do you want to live life like Job? Everybody including the teacher, all down Because you are a disciple of Christ, doing the will of God, the world will not like you. In fact, it says they will eat you. Last year, we went through the book of Daniel. And Pastor Ian sat there said, Look, these three or these four Hebrew men were able to go through what they went through because they were deeply rooted in the word of God. In God. So they were able to face the tribulation. Bow down to another God. They said no. If that God will not even save us. We will still not bow down. They were thrown into the fairy furnace. And God was with them there. The fire became what? Air condition. And same thing with Daniel. Will you stop praying? No. He continued to pray. And when he was thrown into the lions' den, Jesus Christ, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, was with him. The lions didn't see him as human being. What were they saying? The lion of the tribe of Judah. So they could not harm him. Take off that cross on a daily basis. No to compromise. No to compromise. And the third one, it says, follow me. To follow is to submit. You are talking of total reliance. Total submission. Total surrender. You see, I can write an email to Pastor Ian and say, this is the order of service for XYZ date. Please review. And I can also send him an email by saying, this is the order of service for XYZ date. For your information and records. So, in which of the two am I expecting his contribution? The first or the second? So, the question is how do you put your plans into God's hands? Are you saying to God, This is my plan for your information and records only? Or you are saying, This is my plan. I submit to you. Proverbs 3 4 to 5, what does it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him and He will. Direct your path. That is what the Bible says. So our life, have we submitting it to Him to direct our path? Or we are saying, God, I already know what to do. Thank you, sir. This is the way I want to go. And you know why at times it is very difficult for us to do? Because submitting to God may take us out of our comfort zone. Everybody wants their comfort zone. You are secure there. You can maintain the risk. But when God wants you to totally rely on him, it takes you out of that comfort zone so that you can fully be focused on him. We sing Abraham's blessings are mine. But Abraham was taken out of his country, taken out of his people, taken away from his family to somewhere that he never knew nothing about. Are you ready to totally surrender? And in your life today, have you totally surrendered to say, here is my life, God. To follow Jesus means to use your gift to surrender your life, your talents. And at this church show, I want to thank all of you who have been working day and night as volunteers in this church. God bless you. And I want to thank all those either due to health or old age, you have had to step back. May the good Lord bless you. And I want to thank those who will hear my voice this morning and will step forward to say, yes, I can do something. You know, at times, what we think about our gifts is "Can this? what can this do? It, it, it doesn't matter. This, can, how can I For example, look at the boy who was following Christ and the mother, Paras, packed his pack lunch. Five loaves of bread and two fishes. When you are hungry, just take that. Okay, follow Jesus Christ. And about 5,000 were hungry. Jesus said, what do we have? The boy surrendered his pack lunch. God blessed it. Look at how many that park lunch fed. David too, just catapult. Can you imagine you want to go and face a giant in a wall? You only went with the catapult. But again, God blessed it. God called Peter. What's your occupation? I'm a fisherman. And God says, I will make you fishers of men. So what is it that you have? That talent. Oh, I can bake cake very well. Come forward. Oh, I love washing. Come forward. I am a teacher. I am a driver. Whatever you can do, we need you. We need you. For many years, between 2013 and 2015, I always say that that's my own ass corner. As soon as they say the grace, prune into my car, i One thing led to another. Here I am. But God can use you. You have those things in you. Why are you sitting on the face? Come, Surrender. That gift, you may think it is useless. How can I use this? Just come forward. Whatever, you are an artist, you are an accountant, come forward. Come forward cheerfully. And you know what? I want to, what is it that you have that it is not God who has given you? What is it? What is it that you have that it is not God that has given you? When we all come together as children of God, what is it that we are expecting? We want to see the kingdom of God. If you want to see the kingdom of God here in Rufford Baptist Church, then you cannot sit on the face anymore.